Ben. Hot Fraser. How are you? Yeah, good year. You got the memo this month? Yeah. Yeah. So we're already. Large, this is. Yeah. Okay. We'll run with that. Um, so people see that we're already joined by our next guest on the podcast, Odette. Thank Hello. You for, uh, thank you for joining us. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Um, those that don't know um, Odette, Odette, Odette is from Harry's Rainbow, a charity set up in Milton Keynes that will um, we'll go back to where it first started, if that's okay with yeah. you. Um, we'll look at the past, the present and what the future looks like and everything that you've done in between. So okay. um, <coughs> we, we've had a couple of um, podcasts in the, in the past where people have maybe got a little bit of a shock with what we're going to speak about. So maybe a, a disclaimer warning that this, this party is going to be quite sad. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, over to you, Odette. Thank you. Um, uh, so 14 years ago, um, my son Harry died. Um, he was five. And um, it, it was a huge shock. He, he, he wasn't poorly or anything. He didn't have any long-term illnesses. Um, and he was a twin. Um, so um, his sister Jessica, obviously, and him, and they were our only children. Um, he was ill, was admitted into hospital, and three days later, um, didn't come home. And so I had never suffered a bereavement before, really. Um, so it was completely all new to me. Um, but being quite a a proactive person, you know. I was only in my early 30s when it happened, so I was quite young, really. Um, I was just trying to search for support for Jessica. I It's that mother's instinct sort of kicked in, and I thought, I need to get help for Jess. I need to make sure, you know, I felt already that my life was, um, you know, I felt like my life was already mapped out ahead of me with, with you know, pain and um, suffering, and I... I didn't want this to define Jessica. So um, I was looking for support and I remember having conversations with friends of mine um, and I was saying there's nothing, there's nothing for, for children who have, you know, where their sibling has just died and, and people are like, there's got to be. And um, I found a national charity based down south and the most they could do for us was send us a book um eventually after you know researching i did find a charity based in high wickham um and as a family we had to travel to high wickham to access support um so if i may what, what sort of support was that so um there was a variety different types of support some of it was where we met other children and families who um also had suffered the, the loss of a, um, a child. So we, we, we would meet some parents. Um, Jessica would meet some children. Um, and there was another group where they had lost a partner. So the parent, um, one of the parents or caregivers had died. Um, so, um, and all the children would spend some, some time together. Um, some of the support was where... Um, where we would go as a family and talk to some really lovely trained volunteers who would help us to approach subjects with Jessica that, you know, when 
when something like this happens to you, you really haven't got everything in in order. And so you make mistakes or you make decisions that, you know, a few months later, you're like, I really didn't handle that very well. What do I do? Um, in, in particular, this one, um, and this will probably be, I'll send this out with a warning, like you said, quite a difficult one, but something, you know, I remember doing is I, I really didn't know what to say to Jessica about, you know, and I don't even like this word, about Harry's coffin. Um, so, sorry, it's upsetting, but so, you know, so I didn't tell her he was in the box. And I realised a few months later what a silly thing that was to do because I needed to explain to her, you know. That's a, a parent, that's, that's motherhood taken. You, yeah, trying after, to protect you're her. You're after Jessica, yeah. And yeah, when in know. actual fact... 14 years on with the experience I now have, I wasn't protecting her by not telling her, you know? And I know that now, and I realized that a few months later. So, you know, what the charity did is they helped us to sit and talk through that with Jessica and explain it to her, which was tough, but we had that support from that charity. Um, So that was an example of what the charity helped us do, but we had to travel, what, 50 miles, 100 Mm. miles? very early on a Saturday morning to go and access support. You know, if it was in the week, could Lee get the time off? Could he not? He was self-employed. And things would go through my mind. Of what What if someone couldn't drive? What if they couldn't get mm. there? Where do people go if they can't get there? Um, different experiences I had. I went into a bookshop um, and I said, what do I read to my five-year-old daughter? She's just lost her brother. What? How, how do I tell her? Poor cash cashier lady you know her being in that position but I hadn't I didn't know where to go um and I remember being taken to a corner and one book came out we still have that book it's called Waterbugs and Dragonflies definitely one I'd recommend for sort of five children between five and eight or four and eight depending on their emotional intelligence um so yeah I came out of that bookshop with one book um and coincidentally around the same time a bereaved parents group was set up and I absolutely would say to any bereaved parent to go and contact me and I can give you the details because that group is still set up to this day. Um, Set up by uh, some amazing ladies who were community nurses and a couple of friends of mine also help a lot with it now um, who lost their son. And, you know, this... I remember Lee's mum saying, oh, there's a little advert in The Citizen, this big going you know and it's advertising this group and I was like oh I don't really know but you know what we'll we'll go and I got a lot from it because it was a being in an environment in a space with other people that I actually felt for once I could connect with them because they were in the same place I was possibly at different stages but they'd lost a child and that is feels like when you're there such an unusual you know such a unique experience um so these different things that I experienced along my journey started idea in my mind of I need to create something so that other people in our position um don't experience what what we are experiencing I wanted to give people a different experience. At that time, that there's so many emotions that you'd have been going through. Mm. 
the shock, the grief, the anger, anger, mm. the, mm. The, 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 the unknown, not knowing what was to happen, but you, were you sort of frantically looking for that support as well, that you knew that you needed it, which is, a, is great because that's recognition for that, but how frustrated were you that there was nobody there to help when there was yeah. a nothing against any other charity, but there was nothing like that for you? Yeah, there was there was nothing, and and it was su quite surprising at first. And I, I mean, I was looking for the support for Jess. I wasn't really thinking about myself. Yeah. And it, it, it was probably quite some years later that I realised actually, no, I didn't really reach out and get support for myself. Though it did come in as the form of a family support, which was good. Yeah, um, yeah I just thought this can't. It, it was kind of an, in, I felt it was an injustice. It, it just, mm. this can't be right. Where Where is the support? And there were other ways we were let down as well, which which aren't necessarily related to the charity, um, you know, Harry's Rainbow now that, that I've set up. But just, you know, I wasn't contacted by a doctor. I wasn't contacted by a health visitor. I was really cross that nobody wondered how our daughter was. You know, this couple have lost one of their children and no one's checking in on them. Um, from a, a local authority perspective, you know, we yeah. had some good friends and family around us and a good community around us. But I just remember feeling, and it's really hard to think back to 14 years ago and I, memories get blurred, they get um, distorted. And I, so I will always say to people that are grieving is to try and write things down, write mm. memories down that you've got now because going forward, those memories do become distorted. But I, the way I feel now is that I just feel like I remember thinking this can't be, this is not acceptable. Yeah. There needs to be something for people that won't be looking on the internet, won't be searching for support, won't be trying to find it and get the answers. So, so when did you know that setting up Harry's Rainbow was like when did that happen? Was it was it a year after? Was it a few months? It was about a year and a half after. And the ideas had been formulating for quite some time, but I felt that people didn't get it. So if I spoke to a couple of people, I felt that they didn't get what I was, my vision, you know? And that could have been a place where I was feeling that. It doesn't mean that that's how people wanted me to feel about it, but I was like, oh, you know, I, I want to be able to provide children with memory boxes and I, I want to be able to to bring them together. But initially I wanted to just provide a resource where if somebody's in this position, they can go to the website. These are the books you can go you know, read. These are the other sites that, you know, these are the other organizations you could perhaps reach out to. These are, you know, some pastoral advice. Um, these are the sorts of things that you can, you, you can help people with or help yourself with. And for me, it was about p creating that resource first. And over, over time it's, that that's obviously expanded quite a lot. Yeah. Um, when you look back, you 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 you've classed it as a mistake, not telling Jessica about Harry in the coffin. But forgive my wording of this, the mistakes that you made then, I don't think they were mistakes because you were mm. going for a huge amount. But those learning curves, yeah, that's helped you by pushing the the charity on to be able to offer it to others, right? Yeah, yeah, because I, 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 th I think people need to have options access to resources, choices, guidance, information, so that they can then make their own decisions on how they support their bereaved children yeah. and themselves. 
And, you know, um, I've recorded a podcast with 11 episodes and all of those episodes touch on different things such as funerals. And it's about us trying to raise awareness of um, if we raise awareness as early as possible, people in those really, really early stages of their grief, when it's all consuming, will hopefully, you know, be able to, to to find access to this information that we're providing, which is why it's so important that we raise awareness because, and and have options, so that they they have that information to hand, so that they don't, like you say, it wasn't a mistake as such, but that so that isn't something that happens to them. Yeah, that, you know. What was what was the earliest part of the charity being formed that you've? Or was there a, a, a significant event or something that happened that you said, do you know what, we're really making a difference now? Was, was there a point in the early years? Um, I would probably say um, the very first fundraising event we did, which was a big running event, um, and we actually gave, this was, the community around us wanted to do something to support us. So we created a team of over 50 runners, but the intention for them raising those funds was that the funds would be distributed to charities that had helped us. This wasn't necessarily a formulation yeah. of Harry's Rainbow at the time, though I was um, using the opportunity to explain what I felt our charity wanted to do yeah. um, if we had one for ourselves. But ultimately the fundraising event was um, we raised over £12,000, give or take, I'm, I'm trying to remember. And we 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 um, gave money to Asthma UK because Harry had asthma and that's what caused him to be in hospital in the first place. It wasn't the cause of his death, but it, it was, you know, a very big contributory factor. Um, Child Bereavement UK, um, who were called the Child Bereavement Charity at the time, and that was the charity I spoke about that supported us. And the other charity was a local charity that no longer exist, exists called um, the Milton Keynes Bereavement Service, um, which was a bereavement service um, with voluntary bereavement counsellors supporting mainly adults um, with bereavement. And so that that was will always remain um, a really significant event that we did because we were able to give back to others yeah. in the community. But what we also did, which is quite an interesting one, and again, something that I reflect on now being so far forward is it was also an opportunity for the community around us to have an opportunity to do something that helped them mm, yeah. to help us as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of, you know, people want to know what to do to help. And it was a nice practical way, you know, for people to feel that they were doing something. And we were going to come on to running. So you know, me Fraser. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah. Um, what to talk about it? Or well, we'll, bit we'll both. Do it. Bit both. Um, but how how does the charity survive each year in terms of donations? Because I, I was really surprised when when we met and we, I asked you that question. But just mm. talk us through um, yeah. what that looks like at the moment. I mean, we. I'll just give a bit of context in terms of what we do because I appreciate I've not actually said what we do and it's quite a big operation so we provide over 40 
rainbow groups a year which are groups that provide facilitation for children and families to come together and meet others we have a rainbow retreat in Canberra Sands so we send children and families on short breaks um, we provide memory books boxes books resources to both um, children their families and schools and any other organization that um, may need them to support bereaved children um, we provide um, access to therapeutic mentoring and or counselling if um, it's needed for a child. Um, and we also provide trips and activities as well to help families to rebuild, um, make new memories, but while also in the comfort of knowing that the ones that they're doing it with are also in a similar position to them. Because I remember feeling so guilty for so long for doing things or... In fact, I wouldn't do things because I, I felt like it was, it was the wrong thing to do. Even though I know it wasn't, but you know, for example, going to a theme park, that's a really hard thing to do when your one of your children has died. Every single thing you do, or even someone in your family, every single thing you do that follows that moment is there is someone missing, and so you don't really want to do it, but you need to because. I needed to because of Jessica and it wasn't fair to her if I didn't. Yeah. So I, had to, I pushed myself to do these things. So as a charity, us providing those opportunities for our families takes that, you know, scenario away mm. so that they don't have to organize it, pay for it, do it. And it, we kind of make that decision for them by helping them along. Yeah. And how many families are you helping each year? So at the moment we have almost 500 p children registered um accessing various support that we provide it's it's not a linear process through our charity there is no through there are different services that i've mentioned that that children and families can access when it when it suits them um so we could be supporting some families for years um some families for two or three years um it really depends on them and what they need um in terms of registrations, last year we registered 141 children to access our services. That was an increase of 56% based on the previous year. This year, um, for the first half year, we registered 89 children to access our support. Um, so that's just context in terms of what. So we each do. year, the, the, the it's getting bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So we need to provide then more groups, yeah. which means we need more volunteers. We need more funds. Um, we're having to split our groups at the moment. We're supporting approximately 70 children, young people and young adults through our groups each month. Um, that would be through between three and five groups a month, depending on which month it is and which group we're, we're, we're providing. And we're having to pull the young people and young adults away from the, the group for 11 and unders purely because the venue we have is not big enough for everyone. And it's good, it's positive. What's positive is that we are reaching more young people and more young adults. And so we've raised awareness enough to tell people that we're not just a charity for little children, um, which is great. It means that we can support more young people and young adults. But what it means is we need another venue. We need more in income to, to pay for that venue, etc. So obviously that then leading on to fundraising, it's really tough. So we use this opportunity now that you and I, all three of us know a lot of people that are based in and around Milton Keynes in the area that have <coughs> a venue, a location, 
whatever that may well be. And if, if well, I suppose me and you both asking that if anybody has that space, please reach out to Odette yeah. and, and, and let her know. And I know every business has either got a charity of the year or they've got those bits there, but anyone that hasn't, then they, they, yeah. they need to be connecting with, um, for you and uh, Harry's Rainbow, because that makes a huge difference. It really does, yeah. That support from local businesses, local people, local community is what we've always relied on. And it's a cyclical process. You know, we create partnerships with with organisations and people and companies. Um, we, we partner with them, you know, and it's a cyclical process. We try to shop local. We try to get our, our suppliers. We try to make yeah. sure they're local as well. So we feel, you know, it, we're, we're feeding our local community and our local community are feeding us. But it is becoming so much more difficult to raise funds. Um, and we have faced a, a very um, big drop in income to what we thought to what I'd forecasted for this year. I, I knew it was going to be tough. Um, always knew this year was going to be tough because last year kind of there was the year following the pandemic, th there was still support out there. People were still yeah. wanting to support. And I know people still want to support, but we are facing a huge economic crisis, yeah. um, which is affecting everybody. Um, well, we're going to do our bit to, to help. And I know the, the team events always work really well for, for the charity so tell us about the team events that are coming up so um we're looking for um some people to still abseil for us in september um the closing date on that's coming very very quickly though so um we're looking for that soon um uh, abseiling down the northampton lift tower which is the tallest heights. which is the tallest abseil lift tower I believe in Europe I might be saying I that wrong I don't know if you are trying to <laughs> come on I, I can't think of a better word kill me off but you want me to do an abseil and a half marathon yeah, do you, you know I, I, I'm sure I someone else in the in the office could do the abseil Arthur do you want an abseil <laughs> come on Arthur come on it's good fun what something I will say guns for Arthur. something I will say about all oh. the events and challenges that the charity does I've, I've I do them all yeah, but I've done the abseil. You, I've done the marathon. Yeah, you and you look I've like you can run a marathon. You? You're in a better physical condition than Fraser, myself, and, and abseil. You don't need to be in any phys and you don't even need to train. You just climb, o climb no. over the top and the abseil down. The, 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 the reason I can't anything to do with weight restrictions, right? I went to centre parks, <laughs> yeah, and you know the big balls that you go in to go on the on the water, absorbing, absorbing, yeah. Like that, yeah. So I, I was like, oh, no, I don't. I'm a bit claustrophobic. Got there and the guy went, uh, sorry, mate, can I ask your weight? I was like, yeah, told him. He's like, you can't go on it. I was like, what? So first of all, I had, my initial reaction was I had the ump. And then I was like, actually, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. So yeah, I, I'm not, I'm going to, we're, we're going to run the half marathon with you. And there's going to be Are a few of the people. Of course I am. Oh, I'm not gonna, oh we, on? you put no, that yeah, one in, you're yeah, doing yeah, it as yeah, well. Yeah, of course I am. So so see, no, but that, wasn't, that wasn't clear. It wasn't So wasn't what, what we're now going to do is we're going to name and nominate and um, we're, we're going to pick two people and we're going to call them out now and who we want to join us on that half marathon for Harry's oh, Rainbow. Interesting. And it's in March, by the way. It's in March. It'll be so plenty, we've got plenty of, um, of time to train. To train. We can train together in advance do you want somebody that can well all right. somebody that can complete it or well, somebody that we can no we'll, we'll, get, we'll get a combination okay so i'm gonna well connor slasberg yeah i think yeah. he'd be really good yeah, really matt good. he's got a massive heart real good guy 
and and he's quite he's quite fit, and he he can he'll be able to do that. Yeah, athletically, he's fit. Yeah. His former boss, Sam Lee, from uh, DBFB. DBFB. Yeah. I I think I'm going to call him out. So they're my two. They're your two. Um, who am I thinking? I think motivationally, and I don't know if he'd do it, but I'd like Eduardo. I think he'd be a great front runner. The front pun. Front runner is uh, is what I said. Taking me back to Quine. He falls in horses. Um, <laughs> front runner. Eduardo, I think. Yeah, well, you you go and listen. Id yeah, Lapas. Yeah, no, but I think it's motivational because he's that he's that. Um, sporting analogy is the lead horse, and we're we're going to be following him. We'll be nowhere near mm. him, mate. Uh, I think he's, he's just done the horse. London Marathon. I mean, by all means, call him out. But the good news is Jack Fleckney is going to support us. So I said, "Brilliant, mate! I can't wait to w- run with you." And he went, "I oh, know I'm not running. I'll be on the side cheering you on." <laughs> Cheers, like, Jack. Cheers, Jack. Thanks for your support. Well, um, he can do the abseil then. <laughs> do you know what he might? He'd do that in his sleep. He, he'd do yeah, pretty much anything. So you, Ed Caswell. I've got, I've got to think on that. I don't know. Um, Very male dominated at the moment. So yeah, we need some females in there. Come on, females. ladies, girl power. Actually, do you know what? Nikki and Emily, they'll do it. Nikki and Emily from More from Driver more. Solutions. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna go. Nikki and Emily. You You've do definitely it with called us. out more than yeah. two people. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, and you, and you can't say no. Yeah, that's the only condition you can't say no. All right. So we've got our team. And um, we'll all commit to raise. Uh, I'm going to put this out there as well. What's the minimum? 250 quid a person. Something. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I, we we have to get more than that. Yeah. We, yeah. I know we will. But this is an event, by the way, that the uh, mayor of Milton Keynes, because we're his charity of the year, or one of them, he's also running it with us. So the team oh, is going to be headed up by the mayor of Milton Keynes. Will he? Um, will he wear his um, as well? We've got a plan for that. Have we? Yeah, we've got a plan for that. Um. Well, should we set a target on that? Go on, then. I think... Stop with the flickers. Sorry. I think <laughs> between I us with our team, we should raise more than £5,000. Wow. A lot more. What? Well, so the team we've just said, between us, we'll have one just giving page between the the recruits then go, right, five grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Chris Wright. Throw him in there. Get him on yeah, the he's team. He's a runner. He's a runner. Get him on. Chris, you're in. Yeah. And Chris, a little smile right, from right, right. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. <laughs> Chris, see you soon, mate. Um, yeah, yeah uh, five thousand pound minimum, and I, um, I believe we will exceed that because of everyone that's going to pay money to see me and you do it. I don't know, but I, I run already, mate. I think you're on your own there a little bit. Yeah. Do you already run? Yeah, I know it don't look like it a debt, but yeah, I do like to run. How often do you run then? Uh, most days. Do most you? Times between about That's six brilliant. and a half, six when the ice cream quiet. van goes past. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard that one before. You kept that really quiet. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd do... I'd, to be I, fair, you used to be a little bit more vocal about your running and you have gone quiet on it. But right. he's pushed Fraser's himself. Fraser's a friend's my Instagram there. So yeah. what's the furthest you've run? 14K. Oh, okay. So I'm going to do the... I don't, I don't know. I'm, gonna, I'm doing the Great North Run in September. That's half oh, marathon. Brilliant. Yes, it is. Yeah. So yeah. What it's one the of the only ones I'm half done. marathon. Sorry. What's the distance? Thirteen and thirteen point one miles. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's so, I did fourteen k the other week, and I nearly had a Paula Radcliffe moment. <laughs> like I genuinely, I, and when I read, when I looked at my Strava, and I was like fourteen k, and I think. Oh, Another fifty percent, and then I've done it. <laughs> I think, I, then I've, I, don't ever take the mick out of Paula Ratcliffe. Let me tell you. No, 
No. no. I am. I, I was just talking to Odette before we came in. I'm, um, I don't enjoy running. I never have enjoyed running. I don't. Well, when you used to come to the gym with me, you got on the treadmill, but you never ran. No, no. You used to walk up hill yeah. on his phone. You will be converted, trust me. Do you know, you get the, you know you get the, the bug. Get the running, running team. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to get the bug. The I, will, team. I will do it mentally. Um, as Jack said, thank you, Jack. Um, you, once you put your mind to something, you're going to do it. Yeah. I think that's called stubbornness. But um, yeah. I will do it. But oh, Fraser, stubborn? No. I oh, know. That's another one on the tick list. <laughs> isn't it? Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I might be converted, but I don't think I will continue the running afterwards we'll see we'll but see yeah. because the, the the team that we originally put together i would say over half of them had never run a half marathon before but they were also determined to do it i always remain so proud of everyone that did that first event for us because everyone was just like what you're saying no, we're just going to do it we, we are going to do it and everyone was different stages and different times it didn't matter it was about achieving it and that's what next year will be it's Going back to our roots, yeah. doing the running event, um, and, we'll and smashing from, it. Yeah, and you're coming. Uh, you're coming to the MK Education Awards in yes. September. Yes, I am. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, looking forward to that as well. And before we before we leave, how's Jessica? What what's Jessica up to now? She is. Um, she smashed her A levels. She was the cohort of children that didn't young people that didn't get to do GCSEs because of the, the pandemic. pandemic yeah. Um, but she absolutely smashed her A levels, and she's now doing um, a digital marketing apprenticeship with Mercedes. Oh, brilliant! Mercedes trucks. So she's doing all right. Yeah. Good. And she she's just um, had a mention in their newsletter because she did the skydive. Did she? Yeah, oh. she did a skydive a few weeks ago, and she. She was not afraid. And she also did the abseil, by the way. She did it with me and she just put her leg straight over the wall. She went, come on, mum. And I'm like, all right, Jess. And she's just like leaning back and I'm going, oh my God, this is actually a little bit scary. But it was so good. But yeah, no, she's really su supporting the charity as well. And it's what all, all of you know our children, I had two boys um, after Harry died, Isaac and Joseph, and they're all very, very much a big part of the charity and they will also be running ne next year because you don't just have to do a half marathon you can do a 5k a 10k don't a half, tell him or that. A half he's marathon. doing the half marathon no you have to do the half marathon <laughs> right. but the say, children can do a 5k so we're gonna all be there as, as a family um okay. taking part um I'd, i just had a flashback to abseiling do you remember the frontier center did yeah did you go there with school no uh, i did the abseiling there and i think i froze at the top of it i went down eventually but how I, big was that tower? Uh, going back, it's probably about six foot or something. Wasn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I imagine I, it was very. Arthur yeah, might want to edit that bit out. I'm good. No, I'm going to take it out. The frontier centre in Earthenborough yeah, compared not, to the lift tower. That's why I'm not doing it because I froze. I just had a flashback to not being uh, a fan of heights, but there's got to be there's got to be somebody out there that will do the episode. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, we'll. I'm sure we'll. Um, we'll find somebody. Yeah, cause I can't do that. We'll ask the team, but I can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> but um, I'll let you off as you're doing the half marathon. I'm impressed. I don't I, think you were. I just want to say, on behalf of all of us here, thank you ever so much for opening up and telling us about your story. I think you, Lee, um, Jessica, and Isaac and Joseph, are incredibly inspirational. And um, and I'm sure I can't um, I can't even imagine words can't describe what you've been through. Um, but for the hundreds and hundreds of families that you've helped, Thank well you. done. 
pretty Thank amazing, you. pretty special. Thank you very much. Thank you. It is amazing. I said that and I'll stand by. Now you're making me feel all emotional. <coughs> well, we'll go one further. The fir- I said to the first time I heard about the charity, it, I did. I had to sort of take a, a really sharp intake of breath because it made me feel really, really sad. Um, but then the more that I've got to learn about the charity, the more I've got to learn about you. And I, I may have had a few shandies when you said this to me, so it might not be 100% correct, but... I don't just want to be seen as running a charity. I want to be seen as an entrepreneur for doing things differently. And that struck a chord with me. And I thought, the the, the fire that's alight in your belly, mm. well, well done. Well Thank done. you. Really, Thank you very really much. Good. Thank you. But yeah, anybody in our audience, um, please, if you please. can, support the charity. Get in touch with either myself or Ben or directly with Odette. And um, we'll, um, I'll start training in about two weeks' time, I think. Yeah, right, good one. Plenty of time. Right. See you soon. Thank you. Thanks very much. Bye bye.